What ho, podcast pals! Welcome back to Discontent Provider, the most insightful, incisive, best research and most brilliantly presented and packaged audio content ever to trickle into the unwashed ears of a dim-witted shower of fuckstumps who are, quite frankly, lucky to be given the opportunity to share in the thoughts of a middle-aged anti-folk deity and the world's greatest lurcher. Let me place my muscular, yet astoundingly gentle and subtle hand upon my mighty and indomitable heart and tell you that even the fade into the song at the end of this thing is the stuff of legends and the envy and any and all gods past, present and future. As for the rest of it, well, what can be said? Each perfectly honed word is a magma-hot katana plunged unerringly into the heart of the corrupt, greedy and evil. The songs are such that were Orpheus and Jimi Hendrix to collaborate on an acoustic project, they'd still end up second on any bill that featured the Silver Fox, and Arkham's centred serenity and natural wisdom makes Buddha look like a drunken hillbilly being arrested on one of those police body cam shows for screaming abuse and chucking his own shit at his ex-wife. Strong words, I'm sure you'll agree, and perhaps motivated to some extent by a desire to redress the balance following last week's panegyric on the intellect character and all-round tip-toppery of you cats and kittens, which may have seemed a little too fulsome to anyone with an iota of modesty about their person. Of course, that's not what it's about at all. Uh, The lad here and myself wanted to lavish compliments upon you, and still do, because you deserve the fuck out of them, but uh, this sudden flood of self-aggrandisement is born more of emulation of our teeny-tiny Prime Minister than anything else. I'm sure that you shared our incredulity at the press conference called by Mr Sunak yesterday, in which he essentially called together the best and brightest of media wonks and representatives of GB News to announce to the nation that his government had won a vote in the House of Commons. The breathtaking temerity of this tin-pot half-pint is pretty dashed staggering, eh, what? Of course you won the vote, you fucking imbecile. That's how being the government works. You have a majority, you see. Ah, yeah. Well, I suppose that could be seen as something of a sore point, that majority being distinctly less monolithic than it was when Boris Johnson blustered and bad-latined his way into the Premiership way back in 2019, and he did only push through his revanity project by 40 votes. Uh, Yeah, that's a a subject, uh, oddly enough, that didn't crop up during his smug little address about how frightfully clever and successful he'd been. The damnable gall of the lad, though. He didn't make this sort of fuss when he authorised the RAF to engage in airstrikes against those Houthi rebels in Yemen, an event potentially far more momentous and with more international ramifications than packing 200 cats and kittens and shipping them off to East Africa could ever be. No, this was his moment of triumph. This was the petty and wholly predictable victory for which the finest media mavens hangovers had to be disturbed. What a nonsensical preeming popping jay the chap is, to be sure. So what will we be treated next? A declaration before the massed cameras of the world that he finished off the two-pound big boy burger at some ghastly chain restaurant with him proudly brandishing his I'm a big fat bastard certificate to prove it? Even in a political climate wherein hollow triumphalism is the rule rather than the exception, this bargain basement braggadocio is a little much, don't you think? 
But of course, Mr S's Caesar-like posturing isn't merely the chesty boasting of an impotent little shitfucker whose political jacket is hanging from the shakiest of pegs. It was, let's face it, an early and possibly regulation-bending party political broadcast in which the real focus of his me-me-meanderings was not the famous victory, rather it was those over whom he was victorious. In essence, he was telling those reduced to apoplectic incontinence by the notion of brown people who didn't go to public school that he's done his bit, even though Labour had tried to stop him, and that if this absurd, ill-conceived and astronomically expensive wheeze didn't come off, it would be the fault of the House of Lords, who were, he was uh, wily enough to remind us, appointed rather than voted in. Now, a cove would have to be a beastly sort of chill to point out that 247 life peers were appointed by the last three Tory Prime Ministers, just as one would have to be a partisan prig to omit the fact that Tony Blair created more than 300 during his tenure. So let's leave aside that sort of carping, shall we? Uh, the carnival of patronage and backscratching that is the upper house is either cool or it isn't, depending upon one's point of view or how convenient it is for one at the time. Yet... Given that he signed off on a resignation honours list or two in his time, we can assume that Sunak is entirely down with that shizzle. So his snide aside seems a mite rich, do it not. No matter. He was not speaking to anyone who values integrity or logical consistency. He was talking to racists. They, it seems, are the last best hope for salvaging something from the wreck of the Conservative Party at the next election, and while that might look like a sagacious, if rather cynical, strategy, I rather fancy that it isn't. Because, for a change, there might be some good news, cats and kittens. I've looked into some polls and surveys, and according to an analysis of uh, one of the more reliable uh, national temperature takers, Ipsos, uh, the public's obsession with immigration would appear to be a pure projection on the part of a sensation-dependent media and the more unsavoury element of the quasi-political set, mostly unelected and unelectable shitfuckers whose political <coughs> parties are little more than websites with a subscription service and some merchandise. Clearly, polls can be a murky and subjective affair, as was superbly demonstrated by a scene in Yes, Prime Minister, where Sir Humphrey, by framing questions slightly differently, managed to get a, a dithering Bernard Woolley to give entirely contradictory answers to the same questions. But the difference in this Ipsos poll, one conducted every six months, is that it doesn't depend on leading questions. Rather than boldly ask people, what do you think about immigration, the economy, etc., they invited participants to name the issues that they felt most affected either themselves personally or the country as a whole. Now, since the Brexit referendum, those naming immigration as a key concern has actually declined from a peak of 56% in September 2015 to less than 20% in the years 2018 to 2019. Obviously, quite a lot of this was down to the fact that Britain had taken back control from the fiendish Marxists of the EU and their Kalergi plan, but even with a relentless media diet of footage of small boats and stories about potential ISIS sleepers running riot with the minibars in penthouse hotel suites, by June of 2023, those seeing the influx of non-Britishers into our tacky little island hellscape as a big deal only numbered 21%. Poor Rishi. He's fallen prey to the fallacy of the silent majority, I fear. 
Uh, they're a shy and retiring group with whom we dealt a few months back, if memory serves. Uh, even allowing for the imperfect nature of polling, sample sizes, demographics, etc., his swaggering celebration of an ultimately pointless and unworkable scheme would, I should estimate, have struck the heart of, at best, around 30% of the British public, maybe less. I suppose it's inevitable, though. One remembers those that are noisy and irritating more than those who aren't. It's rather like being on a long-haul aeroplane flight. The bulk of your fellow passengers might well have been made up by a few dozen Nobel laureates off to a conference, but your memory of the journey will almost certainly be dominated by recollections of a crying baby or some sweaty half-wit laughing too loudly at a naff comedy film, rather than any learned snippets about cold fusion or epoch-defining literature you may have overheard. Ah, it is then with somewhat lighter hearts than usual that we take our leave of our frost-rhymed happy place this week. Those bods might seem to be everywhere, and they probably are, but if there is such a thing as a silent majority, it's probably made up for people who are either too timid, too polite, or too indifferent to tell some ambulant sweat stain mouthing off on the bus to shut the fuck up. Not an ideal situation, I suppose, but times being what they are, Things not being a complete and utter nightmare are the best perhaps we can hope for. Right, a song at the end will be along shortly, so there's that to look forward to, and we'll see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to spread the good news about Discontent Provider with a liberal and gladsome hand on all your social media accounts. And should you want to give us a shout, you can find us at Foxy and Arkham on Twitter, or X if you prefer, nobody does, or email discontentprovider at gmx.co.uk. For now, though, from myself, the Silver Fox, and Arkham, the Black and White Dog, cheerio. Though they are frequently dicks to me, I would share with the peasants my victory. Issue a proclamation forthwith that I deign to speak to the press. I shall assert my authority and my superiority over all those who would dare to oppose a scheme that I once thought a mess. Deep down inside where my secret heart lies, I don't care where those poor bastards go. But I'm the PM, so I won't be defied A spoiled child who can't be told no It may be illegal, it may be expensive Futile or immoral and deeply offensive I'll tell the true blue that I'm pushing it through Because all that matters is me Many dismiss me as feeble and weak Because I'm an undersized pencil neck geek But mountains I'll move in order to prove That I am decisive and strong some might suggest that mass deportation is transparent overcompensation Simply don't care, let them say it who dare I'll tell them straight face that they're wrong I hope, let me speak to the peons of promises kept None of those that aren't going too well Let me speak of the traitors I crushed underfoot To save them from an immigrant hell They might know I'm lying, they might yet believe me My ego is happy enough to deceive me As I walk to the mic, let them do as they like Because all that matters is me I won't be like Boris, like Liz or Teresa I'll see my term out, I'm a modern day Caesar No matter if party and country are torn into shreds
Our basket, the triumphs of battles hard won And remind the faithful we've barely begun And warn them of the dark political forces Plotting to stop African flights The lawyers, the blob and the ECHR The Lord, soil servants, what rotters they are A vilest of Marxists in the halls of power Preoccupied with human rights I'll remind them I have the will and the power The only one who has the nerve to subvert the law with every waking hour For the half-witted racists we serve I might ask the male to renew their campaign Against liberal judges listing them by name It might lead to fight civil wars, wholesale riots But all that matters is 